Well, hey there, chums. Welcome to issue 19 of the Amazing Spider webcast in which Spidey strikes back. That's what it says on the cover. Great cover, by the way. Spider-Man swinging directly at the reader. Bunch of webs going on. Our friend Todd McFarlane owes a little something to this. Although, there's awkwardly like panels for the other characters, but that's fine. You know what? We don't, we don't need to focus on that. Maybe he was like, the artist was like, we don't want to... We don't want people to think that they're trapped in the web. So how do we get that going? If you remember from our last issue, Spider-Man was having a crisis and ended his crisis at the end of that issue by um, seeing an old woman take three steps, as the uh, Leonard Skinner song commanded. So we start this issue and he's back in action. He basically restarts his life and his reputation by beating the living shit out of a bunch of dudes. <laughs> I mean, just like swinging around and clobbering time uh, to borrow a phrase from the thong. But uh, so that ends J. Jonah Jameson's reign of happiness, um, which there's a great series of three panels where he's smiling like crazy. Then he looks tentative. Then he looks fucking miserable. And uh, in the next panel on the next page, he's punching a wall. Um, so Spidey's back, apparently, and for whatever reason, J. Jonah Jameson feels like, well, now what am I going to do? He's, he's, uh, fighting crime again. I can't just make fun of him, which I'm like, well, you probably could. So the Human Torch is around, and he gets, uh, bested by, uh, the Enforcers, which if you remember is Ox, who's a big guy, who punches stuff, Montana, who's kind of a cowboy and uses, like, a rope, a lasso, and uh, Fancy Dan, who's like some kind of, I don't know, jujitsu expert or something. In this case, he's got some kind of flame retardant foam gun that he has strapped to his back, a canister, and he's shooting the human torch with it. But also he's in a suit with like a, a hat and like a cigarette in a cigarette holder, you know, and he's running around with this shit. Just like... New York in the uh, in this time must have been amazing. You just see some guy dressed like that with a science canister on his back, and you're like, eh, what are you going to do? Then the Sandman finishes him off. I don't know why the Sandman is working with the Enforcers, but uh, the Sandman covers the Human Torch, which, of course, puts out the flame, and then they put him in some kind of canister from which he cannot escape. Tun, tun, tun. So anyway... Then we get to, you know, everyone's like, everything's coming up Millhouse again. Uh, Flash Thompson calls Peter Parker a panty waste again, which I always thought was like panty waste, W-A-S-T-E, but it's W-A-I-S-T. So I guess it's like you're about as strong as the waistband on a pair of women's underwear, which I guess isn't terribly strong, but it, it's not like it's not like a wet paper bag or something. You know what I mean? Like... I don't know. And it would save you from having to use the word panties, which I find distasteful for some reason. Couldn't tell you why. So anyway, Spider-Man, um, the, the way they worked this issue out is, what did he do to find the Human Torch? Did he know the Human Torch was missing? Not really. Did he do some detective work? No, he just sees uh, Fancy Dan, the aforementioned Fancy Dan, who's also tiny, by the way, um, walking around. And is like, that's Fancy Dan. Shit, that can't be good. So he follows Fancy Dan, although then he gets spotted. Ox throws Fancy Dan at Spider-Man. 
So uh, I'm aware there's a sport called midget tossing that's been sometimes done in bars and whatnot. Um, that's basically what we have here, except it seems to be for violent purposes against a third party. As far as I know, in that quote-unquote sport, you're not trying to uh, hit somebody else with somebody else. You're just going for distance. Not going for speed. Hit someone with a little dude in his time of need. So, uh, you know, they have a big tangle. Spidey's fighting the enforcers, blah, blah, blah. Typical average shit. Um, you know, and then he has to go away for some reason because that's just more dramatic. So he goes away, he comes back, fights the Sandman. The Sandman turns into a ball, which I f always find interesting when the Sandman, like, turns into shapes. Because I feel like most of the time, he just turns into, like, a, you know, he makes his fists into big squares. Which I'm like, why is a big square better than a fist? Wouldn't it be better to have a smaller but more compact thing to hit somebody with than, like, a huge square? And I mean, he's the Sandman, so he can make shapes. But I mean, is the is the big square? How does this work? I'm curious how this works. If he's of a certain amount of sand, I think the Sandman is of a given volume of sand, right? Or a given number, let's say a number of grains of sand that, you know, maybe he can adjust the density and shape and whatnot. But, I mean, if he makes this giant hand, then wouldn't he not have any legs or something like that? Because wouldn't that sand have to come from somewhere? I don't know. I don't know how the Sandman works. I also don't know how he changes colors. I guess he's maybe not sand, strictly, but is sort of sand. I mean, he's a Sandman. So I guess really, I'm, I'm worried about the rules of a Sandman, but maybe this is me being too much of a fanboy nerd. Because when you get right down to it, you're like... Well, this is pretty unprecedented, a sand man. Do we usually have a sand man? No. So uh, let's give some leeway here. So anyway, he turns into a ball, which I was like, well, that's different. Kind of rolls into Spider-Man. Then Spider-Man also rolls into a ball and smashes the cage that holds the human torch. So I was like, somebody got a good idea and then was like, eh, just repeat it. You know what? Why? Why? Uh... Why save a good idea? Let's just fucking blow it out. Blow the ass out on this one. Use it until it's completely fucked out, which is twice, and then uh, move on. So the Human Torch comes out. Spidey and the Human Torch fight everybody, which is great, as always. The Human Torch is kind of funny because uh, I feel like the other Fantastic Four members, they made them, and the Human Torch was kind of the most difficult to work with, probably in terms of writing slash illustrating. Because you can't just have the Human Torch, like, uh, burning people constantly, right? He can't just, like, run around frying everybody. I mean, he could. But that's not going to happen in these comics, right? It's sort of like uh, the problem Ninja Turtles had in the cartoon when you give Leonardo a fucking sword, or two swords, as it were. And you're like, well, listen, he can't... He's going to be running around, like... Uh, disemboweling people you want to give you want to give your fictional characters here's some advice if you want to go by like comics code rules and stuff and have it be relatively tasteful blunt objects work much better thor's hammer works better 
Captain America's shield smashes into people and hurts them, but you notice he doesn't, like, slice somebody's arm off with it, right? Like, <laughs> that's not not what it's doing. Then you have the Punisher, and you're just like, how does this guy work? He's just going to blow everyone away. I don't understand. This is this doesn't seem uh, reasonable. Anywho, that's just a little piece of advice based on uh, what I learned from the Human Torch v. the Sandman. See, the Sandman... I was going to ask, like, why doesn't he make, like, pointy stuff and stab people? Um, he could make things as small as a grain of sand. So he could make a graduating, how would you call that? Basically a cone shape that's extremely sharp and just stab people. But it's like, well, if we have him doing that, we can't really show that in the comic. So let's just have him use blunt objects. And you're like, okay. You know what? Okay. Anyway, they, they fight. Uh, the Sandman gets captured by the police because apparently he's uh, so exhausted from the fight that he can't do Sandman stuff anymore. It's no use. I'm too tired. Can't make the effort. Too much of a strain. Might as well surrender. And he just kind of lets the cops take him. All right, you win. I'll go back to jail peacefully. Anything is better than having to face Spider-Man and that flaming freak again. So he kind of gives up slash says he's going to go back to jail. We have an ongoing romance between Peter Parker and Betty Brant. Betty has some amazing uh, poses straight out of romance comics. I mean, this panel, she's got her hand up on her face in a concerned expression. I secretly hoped he'd be a little jealous, but he doesn't seem to care. Have I really lost him? And that's, that's like, that could be lifted straight from a romance comic or to one. We end the issue. Everyone's back in, back in action. J. Jonah Jameson's miserable again, except uh, he does have these great pictures of the Human Torch and Spider-Man and the Enforcers, which makes Jameson happy. Um, and Peter Parker leaves, but he's being followed by a mysterious stranger. What's this? It seems that a new and different menace is about to enter the life of Peter Parker. Be prepared for the unexpected. As surprise follows surprise, in our next shock-filled issue of the magazine that has become one of America's favorite reading habits, The Amazing Spider-Man. Very cool uh, pop art question mark panel at the end here. Looks like something Andy Warhol would do if Andy Warhol did comic books and also if people didn't get mad that you would imply that Andy Warhol would do like comic books even though, I mean, come on. I'm, I'm kind of mad at Andy Warhol just because... That whole, that image of like, uh, was it Marilyn Monroe? Marilyn Monroe, where it's like four different colors and everything. And I'm like, ah, he really started a thing that uh, I kind of wish didn't exist. Like, I don't love that, that that exists. That has not made my life better. Well, there you go. See, we talk about high art on this show. That's why, that's why you tune in, right? To the Amazing Spider webcast. <laughs> Look out, here comes the Spider-Man.